I'm Nicole Tamron. I'm a watercolor artist and introvert who ironically loves to talk shop. One thing I know is that no matter where we are in our creative journeys, we all have something to teach as well as room to learn because there's no one singular path when it comes to doing art. And hearing the stories of others are truly what allow us to get out there and tell our own. Join me as I reconnect with industry friends for real talk about art, business, and all the life that happens in between. So today I'm very excited to get to have some scheduled time with my dear friend, watercolorist and licensing artist, Deanne Beasley. Thank you, Deanne. I'm so excited we get to sit and talk for, actually, I don't think we've done this before. Have we gotten on Zoom? No, no, we haven't ever. So this See? is really fun. Thank yes. you. It's the excuse as we were just, yeah, we were exactly. just chatting. So when you're managing multiple projects and just a creative business, I think this is one of those things that we just don't do necessarily on purpose, but we need it so much. I find that I just need those touch bases with other people yes. that are running these kind of things. And so I wanted to actually, because I don't really know how you found licensing, how you've been developing no. your business. And I think that's, what's hard is we see people at this other level. Like I just see you as this like master watercolorist, and then you've got a really robust licensing business. And so you forget that there were other stages of that. In fact, you even teach mm -hmm. an entire course on doing watercolor and digitizing it and kind of your process. But yeah, sometimes seeing things so far down that road, we forget what that like beginning messy stage look like initially. And I guess that's kind of my first question is where did that start for you? Short of, I think most of us have been creative children and we had a creative mm -hmm. upbringing, yeah. but when did it become a little bit more for you in terms of like actual choice of a direction for your time and energy? Um, I think so. It had to do with um, it had to do with owning a quilt store. So I have been in the industry, like in the quilting industry, for over twenty five years. But when did you um, hold on? Okay, so there's <laughs> that's okay. You go, you can do the math. I'm like fifty three, <laughs> and beautifully so, and young and full of energy. But no, <laughs> but really, that's really interesting. So wait, hold on, go back then. How did you get involved with that aspect? Quilting? Quilting, so, or, or I mean, to own a store, that's a whole. Yeah, that, that's a whole I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so I do have this habit of jumping into things and just figuring them out as I go. And oh so gosh, that's yeah. kind of how that happened. But when my kids were little, I took one class because I knew I was going to be a stay at home mom. Um, and I took a quilting class and I was just like seriously hooked. And so until they, when they, when they started going to school and I felt they were old enough that I could go to, you know, part-time job or something, I went and got myself a job at a quilt store. And so I was just there, like, I think Sundays because, you know, it was this new concept, you know, stores open Sunday and they had nobody to work. So I was a Sunday girl <laughs> and it just evolved more and more. And then, um, I became full-time I began teaching classes, I began, um, you know, doing retreats and helping that way, but it was almost like I always wanted more, 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 more. So in my hometown where there, there was a little quilt store and she was actually the competition, um, she was retiring from it and she was selling it and I wanted it. And so I bought it. Um, I know. <laughs> And so I had this little store in, in my hometown. And I mean, I had been going to quilt market for years with this, with the other store and stuff. So I knew the basic business and how to, you know, order fabric and all that kind of stuff. I did have that background well, on but, me that well, hold I on. brought into. <laughs> did you have like a bit, I mean, to, to buy a store, like a retail yeah. location. Yeah that kind of blows my mind. Like what had you had any beyond, I mean, you're literally like, oh, I no. was a part-time worker and then I full-time and then I bought a quilt shop. Like yeah. that's, that's wild yeah. to me. <laughs> I did. So I, I mean, basically I essentially um, bought her inventory, bought, you know, the equipment that was in there, rented the space, I took over the lease and, um, 
luckily enough, I was so blessed to have the staff stay. So the staff that was already working there stayed, um, which was amazing because they had that customer base, but I also brought a new customer base with yeah. me as well. And so it became this little amazing community of quilters and friends. And it was just, it was, it was lovely. And my mom came to work with me. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. And I got to be around fabric all day and order and, you know, all, all the fun stuff. So it wasn't, it was scary after the fact that, you know, you signed the papers, but I don't know. I just, you just figure it out. You just go one step at a time and you figure it out. Right. So, <laughs> so that's how that of, all starts. It's an odd question to you, but like, were you doing art or creativity prior to this? Like, were you a painter and you're free? Like, or was this like at that point, a, your creative outlet was through quilting and sewing. And I think, I think like, I always was drawing as a, as a, as a child that was always in me. And so my creative outlet really came back out when I was quilting, but then really looking at the fabric and thinking, well, how did they do that? You know, like trying to figure it out. After a while, my brain started going there. And, you know, I did start submitting to companies and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the quilting aspect of it and going to market and seeing, um, like there would be booths set up where there was a there was an artist that was painting and her paintings would become panels and it was just mind-blowing to me that that's how that happened and so it you know it kind of got me thinking being around all that fabric became the transition for me to want to be on the other side of it to want to design the fabric um but that really didn't happen until um I want to say like 2015 16 so you know a good chunk so of years were in I, that industry for a good amount of yeah. time which is really I have to say some incredible insight because I always think of quilting is you know I grew up sewing and I have some knowledge of that but really truly it's just such a small sliver of it's actually not part of my creation process because yeah. I don't, it's really not my world, but it is a world and it's a fully developed world with a lot of kind of nuance, you know, needs and interactions. And so it's pretty incredible to have that backstory and just back knowledge of actually being real right. to yourself and then not just a quilter, but you, you're like, you are actually running a customer base and figuring yeah. that out so when when can I ask did it switch from having that occupy so, your talents to <laughs> I want to actually start making or painting like were you painting this whole time along or no no okay. I wasn't so um family life I mean it was going along good but um I ended up getting a divorce in 2015 and I had always thought to myself okay this business of mine if it starts to feel like a job I need to maybe do something about it and so a couple of years after that I'd say around 2017 I decided to sell the quilt store um, which I didn't think was going to turn around so quickly it actually only took a week um, I had a customer who I just mentioned it to her like what would you do if you ever had the opportunity to you know by a quilt store and it just it blew up from there so in response to that I um had already plans to go to market but as a store and so because I sold it I still I thought okay well maybe here's my opportunity because I can maybe present something to other companies like these fabric companies and see if I can get, you know, a fabric contract. And so I literally spent three weeks knocking out, um, I think I had three collections and um, getting a portfolio book together and going and, and making, not even making appointments, just showing up at, at the booths and talking to people. But I had been, so for the last year before I sold it, I had been drawing and making patterns, figuring out how to make repeats. And, and, you know, in my, maybe because of all the 
industry knowledge and and just working in it and cutting and putting quilts together I knew I knew hands down what a fabric collection needed and how it gets put together I just needed to execute it and um and so that was all in my brain and and it came out into these three collections and so yeah I went there and I showed I think I met with like maybe six or seven companies that weekend so it was really a mind blur well um, so let's just can we just go back to <laughs> in three weeks you're like and I did three but you know what's really yeah. what, like wonderful and wild about that is I think about what we decide is the hurdle of jumping in and there's a huge common question that everyone has in their mind or, or is asking which is how much do you need to start and I think that there's a balance between showing up unprepared or like you're really truly not at that level or mm -hmm. waiting where you're just never executing because you're waiting for some yeah. weird magic number and how much is enough it's it's a really nuanced thing enough is how yeah. much it takes to get the yes and you're not yeah. going to really know that unless you're actively like and I think this doing is those, the, yeah. doing it yes it was like the yeah. doing it and I will say that that was a big transition for me or and I again not knowing what you didn't know probably is a really healthy thing at that point right it was just like, I'm mm -hmm. just gonna go and I'm gonna see yep. that and I, but it, <laughs> it is the act of leaving your comfort zone and I say that on multiple levels but physically your space like physically going to where things are happening it's a different environment it's different people and just showing up as a person and as we get mm -hmm. more into this technology world where we exist in these spaces they're lovely of course that's why we can do oh, things like this yeah. but yeah. it doesn't replace having a conversation with someone and just exactly being there exactly just wild but yeah three three weeks three collections yeah. that blows yeah. my mind actually I think I think I mean I've always had like um you know that I just a determination I think it's like kind of like once I made up my mind it was like okay I can't think about anything else I just need to get this done and so like very task oriented really like I've got the drawings I've got the you know I kind of know what's going on in my head I just need to execute it yeah. and then I really did a lot of um wanting to make the presentation really pretty I I love packaging I loved that part of um, owning a store and doing all that where you just make displays look incredible that was to me so I, I, you know, made everything very presentable, very easy for the yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it didn't go, it, it kind of skewed in a way that I didn't uh, sign on with the fabric company, but. So we're gonna, we're just gonna, so yes, I met with all these fabric companies three weeks. Yes. You think this is building and no. And <laughs> then when I'm getting a coffee in, I don't know, probably a Starbucks, um, one of the industry people that I knew who was a distributor came to me and said like, oh, what are you doing here? And I, I told her, I said, well, like I'm, you know, presenting this and stuff. And basically she phoned me up a few weeks later and said, do you want to start your own business? Like we could do this together. Can I tell you and I'm like, one of the reasons what? I love this, my <laughs> favorite thing, like I will always say like, I'm the introvert, yes. But what do I miss about like shows and that it's Starbucks line convo. I swear to you, there is <laughs> exactly. something so powerful about the Starbucks convo. Like it's, it's a limited span of time. It's a touch base. And mm -hmm. I genuinely, I, I just, it's like that real world situation of just like being with someone for a little slice yeah. of time. And then, yeah, that stuff marinates and it goes places. It is. Yeah. I love that you said the Starbucks specifically, because I will tell you, <laughs> there's a number of people I have met in the Starbucks line in the Starbucks at the Javits yeah. Center. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that well, was you know, there's, wild coffee. it's kind of funny because I mean, there's nowhere to go. Nope. you're in line you're stuck with these people and what do you do you look at their badge and you it's like oh I know you know it's it's just an easy it's just easy there's no formal stuff it's just really easy and casual and I think that's what's so great about it it's so, so funny. I mean and it's the bathrooms the are great yes absolutely it's and I think this yeah. goes we were 
just sort of chatting a little bit, but it's the anti-sales pitch. And I just said this about going to Atlanta is that sometimes it's not about showing art. It's, it's honestly about connecting with other people and Mm -hmm. to not feel like you're being sold to. I just feel like we're all just so saturated and you know, we've only ticked up from, I'm sure that, that Starbucks conversation, (laughs) but I think again, just to be a normal person, we're just two normal people grabbing coffee or waiting in line for the bathroom. Like this is just a very everyday thing and it's very disarming and it's very genuine. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So this person was a distributor of fabric. So not a many, so manufacturer or so the in-between person, the person that's going to in between. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Okay. between persons. So, so what I mean, was this in, idea? <clears throat> so start, start my own company. And you're like, just start my own company. What do you mean? What's the idea? Start my, start my own company. And I, Why? <laughs> I, you know, had a good conversation about it and it was basically, okay, well, you know, you just need to figure out, you know, how to put um, fabric collections together. Um, you know, she had connections with, um, manufacturers for the fabric and so it's just kind of like it's just about logistics and thinking okay what's the next step what do I need to do you know what what is the you know you need to do you need to come up with the collection but then you need to do storyboards and then you need to do strike ops and then you need to pre-sell and then you know so it's just it was all that figuring out which I love to do and even you know if I have a a problem on the computer. I love trying to figure it out. Like, I just like that nerdy stuff, you know, I love, I love figuring That's it wild. out. Now, can you just refresh like, me? What is, the, when is all this happening? Cause you're like, I sold the uh, store and I'm like, That's pretty recent. Yeah. So within about three months between me going to market and, um, and starting the quilt, like starting it. So yeah, 2017 started the, the fabric company and just grew from there. We went to three markets, I believe, because there's two quilt markets a year. Um, we were gaining uh, distributors. We were gaining salespeople, um, gaining sales in general. It was going really good. Um, markets were, you know, completely different because I'm building the booth now and I'm having to figure out everything for the booth from making the quilts down to, you know, how are we logistically going to do this? Like I'm in Canada and quilt markets in Houston. So what do you do? (laughs) You know, just stuff like that. Um, We brought on a couple more designers and it was, it was really good. I mean, we won my very first show. I won um, best double booth, which is, that was amazing. Which I actually know. probably no. does, it probably does tie in a little bit. Cause you know, I'm a display geek. Like if I think oh, I've missed a yeah. calling in life, I, if I could just have done that, I think yeah. that would have been amazing. Those are my interior design days coming out. I'm just like, I'm just going to figure out, all, but yeah, having a quilt store, I am sure you are so well-versed in that, yeah. like how to bring people into your world and yeah. do that. In fact, that's amazing. And I would love to see photos of that booth. <laughs> anything. I'll that's send them so to wild. I'd love to see that. But yeah, I'll so that's, them this is where it does link back to previous experience yeah. and really knowing yeah. customer base. And gosh, yeah. that's a huge honor, by the way. Right? That's thank you. It is. Yeah. That's so yeah. massive. Yeah. So and I, I want it twice. This. You're kidding. <laughs> twice. So, and you know that yeah. my next question here, I'm like, okay, so just like <laughs> I went to Quilt Market with three collections and I met with a lot of people and I didn't get a job. Where, where's the end? Because this is like, yeah. this is I know, wild. It just, it just ran, like it just really snowballed into yes. something. And I was really happy and everything was going really good. And then, uh, okay. So here comes the down part. I yeah. Mean, here's, it, where's the end? Cause I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, so, oh, and became, you know, okay. Start listening to your gut. What's going on um, with my partner. Things weren't things weren't going well. It kind of, it got really messy. So, um, that's where the and came in and, you know, people had warned me like, don't, don't partner with anyone. Like, don't do that. But of course I didn't listen, Yeah. but you know, I needed to figure that out for myself, which is, which is totally fine. Um, I'm over it now. Do you feel like there was a bit of, you had mentioned this with the quilt shop 
as well, which was, it felt like work at a certain point. Did it, Absolutely. That similar yeah. thing, like you would kind of reached a point where, because I mean, I always look at most of these creative businesses as like, it's not that we don't have the logistics of like money has to make sense, but truthfully, mm-hmm. most of the stuff is completely driven by just the passion of it. And you get swept yeah. up with the passion and the creativity and like bringing that to fruition is such mm-hmm. a huge motivator. And so, and it's not that I think, and I would never say this about you either, is that you don't realize that at some point it's all going to feel like work, but it does lose that passion piece. And it's almost like when you lose that too much, that's when it's only work. And then that's yeah. when you have to reevaluate, which it's, did you feel like the feelings were slightly similar to that when you had the quilt store where you were able to recognize that it was possibly time to shift? You know, sadly, um, my passion for it was still there. It was Mm -hmm. just that it was a different, I, I think, I think my frustration took over the passion, if that makes any sense. Totally. Um, because I still, I was still creating but I was doing it more for me and not for the company. Yeah. Which in, okay. So then we started having trouble and then in the mix of all of this, I had an artist who I didn't even know reach out to me and ask me um, if I wanted to join a collective that they were going to blueprint. And I basically had three months I love this rule of threes. You know this, right? Because I like know three weeks, three collections, three months, three years. But also, there's this little Actually, weird. I never really the I number with really licensing though. I, yeah. I wonder if it's outside of licensing. Is like how long to have things sort of move? That common number happens to be three. So I'm kind of like, huh? Here's that three number again. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So three months till blueprint. What are we doing? So um, in, in course. my mind. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, did I just say yes? Like, I was just kind of like, what did I just do? But I don't know what it was. I knew it was right. You know, the fabric thing was that the the relationship there was um, almost done or, you know, it was, it was unraveling. Let's put it that way. And I just, I just thought, you know what, this is, this, this is for me. And I think I can make these designs possibly work on other things and that's when I really started seeing that it's not just for fabric it's for you know everything else and until that point it never really dawned on me which sounds crazy but I, I was just like I was so fabric focused that I didn't see anything else and it was just like oh well duh you know but it's not funny. It can go on that too. <laughs> this is what's so funny because I always say like that at some point, and some people know about this industry, but I will say yeah. by and large, most of us don't. We literally bump into it and we bump into it in all these different ways. And the thing that I think is yeah. so like, I know I have this complete, like, I wish I just knew this earlier because this is so my thing. I just wish I knew it earlier and I didn't. So it's like, how did I not know? But I'm looking at you who, again, having this whole like, look how close you were to that industry, not knowing it, right? So not it's, knowing. it's yeah. not that it's like this hit you over the head thing that we know that art on product in stores comes from people like us. Like, I, right. I don't think that's an unusual experience, which is, it, you're right. It's like, oh, duh. But then it's like, but is it? Because it kind of, it kind of <laughs> eludes all of us. So, you and know, then, and so then funny. my mind goes like, well, how do they do that? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to figure oh it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reverse engineer this. That's exactly. Crazy. So, did, so um, I ask you, so yeah. did you know yeah. that artist? Was this an artist that you knew from no, around? I think, how did that happen? Maybe we, I think maybe we were in the same group together, but she just knew of me and maybe it was from fabric. I don't know, but she just reached out. And so um, she was trying to get a group together because I mean, realistically, that was blueprint was fairly new. Um, and she wanted logistically I mean it was a lot cheaper to to you know get a booth or a table I mean blueprint was a table and show as a as a group but we were all so different so there were seven of us so she got seven wow. of us together I For know how many tables we had two tables yeah. I know that's yeah. like 
too many cooks in the kitchen for my comfort. I give you, I applaud you though, because. Yeah, but we all didn't go. We all didn't go. There was only four of us. That, I know, that but could if go. there's two tables, you basically have four banners. Am I right? Or um, six so banners. we had, um, we did two and two. So we each four shared banners. a banner. Yeah. So we all got even dist- distribution. Yeah. And we all collectively put our stuff pretty much together. Like we, like when you all, showed it, yeah, because we all that blows my mind. By the way, I know, like we everyone's all Christmas, there. everyone's floral, everyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you! I'm just going to tell you this is very anti Leo of you because, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. very anti Virgo of me. I wouldn't be able to do it. I I completely applaud you on that. That's I think I think um I think we tried to keep it in sections, right? Yeah. You know, like, okay, so so you're going to be flipping through this. This is like Deanne Beasley. And then it goes to this. This is so-and-so. But everyone had a, ch- a chance at the top no, of it's the a pile. True, it's a true collection. Honestly, it's, it, was really it. it was really great. It was really great and and well-organized. And that's where I met MHS. I had been doing a show in Portland for Quilt Market got all of that together. I want, had won another booth award. We, my husband was with me. We were on this high. We took the red eye from Portland to New York. I got up like in four hours and made it to the second day of blueprint (laughs) and started showing. And it was, it was such a different world there. Like it was an incredible different world. And I was just blown away at all the talent and all the artwork and all the people looking and, and I don't know, it was just so different. Yeah. Can I very... ask you like the mm-hmm. difference? Cause I will tell you, I jumped into the whole world with Surtex. So Surtex was like my comfort, my home base and my, I, I loved the energy at Surtex. It's, it's like everything about it just to me was like, yes, 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 yes. And then when I went to Blueprint, I actually, it's not that Blueprint's lovely and amazing, but in terms of, for me, I felt like the energy of that was so different. And with me, sometimes different can just feel weird, even though difference is different, not difference better or difference worse, but different in the way that there was a formality that was lacking. It's more casual. It's a more comfortable environment. It's like, you can see who's at other people's tables and like, it's definitely more of a, like, I almost want to say like a cocktail party environment where you're like yeah. able to go. So there's a casualness to it. Mixing that I think and make, people make, really yeah. love. Did you feel that difference coming from, cause I, I mean, totally different shows, of course, but coming up in the quilt market world was that when you got to the blueprint, like environment did that feel like a huge like oh my gosh yes this is different in like a great way huge yeah huge difference um I would say yes and no in a great way yes because I was so used to I think I I'm compare I would compare quilt market to surtex even though I've never been to um, surtex but it's the same concept that you build these booths and you make them look beautiful, beautiful and pretty, and you get to put your own touches on everything. Whereas Blueprint was a table, banners, and people just flip through your stuff and they don't say anything. And it was just a really different atmosphere than what I was used to. I'm used to all the touchy, you know, oh, this is beautiful. You want to run your hands over everything in the fabric industry and um, you get to know their stories and everything. And, and this was just really different. So was it a little bit jarring you, it was in a weird yes. way, like yes. that, like, I don't mean to say coldness, but kind of like, it's just like flip, kind of, flip, yeah. flip, flip, flip. Like, I think that many people, or at least I know this is kind of weird for me as well is one, the quantity of art that we're making on mm-hmm. a yearly basis is just astronomical. And also the speed that it will be and it's so impersonal. And yeah. that was yeah. a little bit, I mean, from a person that's developing collections from like knowing the person, being the person, putting all that into that. And then you're in this environment where it's just like flip, flip, flip without almost any, any interaction. Yeah. Did you find that difficult or have you just been in business long enough where you just were detached to the point where that did not affect you? Um, I think because I still had that tie to, to the quilt market 
Mm. It felt okay because okay. I wasn't, I, I wasn't on, I didn't have the spotlight on me. They were just focused on the artwork. Yeah. Whereas in the quilt market, you're selling all of that stuff. And, and I didn't enjoy that. Like I, I don't like to sell my stuff, myself. Right. So I don't that <laughs> I would rather, it was, it was just easier for somebody to come up, look at the table, not say a word, just flip, flip, flip. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt more comfortable, but you know, it's funny because the, the, the one person, well, there were a few, but um, who came and sat with me and um, actually went through everything and through my portfolio book and um, was MHS. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm going to do the, I'm going to try this for now. And, and I remember her saying, I, I don't even remember who it was, but remember her saying, well, you know, if you ever want to be represented, like give us a call, you know, we can, we can have a chat or something. And, and I took her card, not ever thinking that that's something that I would want to do. And now I've been with them for four years. So it's just kind of weird yeah. how these decisions that you make, like just are the catapult into the next thing, into the next thing. And, you know, it, it just gets you closer and closer to where you're, where, I mean, where I'm at right now, like I right. wouldn't be here if I didn't go through all that stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I think there's also something to do. And I, I've always been this like weird anomaly. In fact, my daughter's super into Myers-Briggs stuff. So she will consistently mm. send me these quizzes and she'd always get she's <laughs> mad because she'd be like, well, first of all, your INTP over here, which is like intuitive. And there's something about a thinker versus a feeler. And depending mm. on the questions, I will be the thinker or the feeler. And I think in a weird way, you sound like that too, because very analytical, you know, you make all your steps, but for yeah. the big ones, the big decisions, which are mine as well, it's a total gut feeling. Yeah. You just know yeah. it's the right thing. And so I find that very interesting that you also have that because I don't think you can analyze your way through big, scary decisions. Like, I don't think that no. that would ever happen. Like no. really no. just the course of those directions are just so radically different from yeah. the path you're on. It's too big to know or to be looking for an answer there just isn't yeah. an answer after a while and I think that that's one of the parts that gets people caught up in this like analysis paralysis and just never moving things forward is that you're never gonna know and I love that yeah. you started that off by saying I just see things I want and then I figure it out like you jump yeah. in and figure it out because one of the biggest parts of any of these careers is you're like such an example of right is that there's not a like linear path that you just do. No. These things oh my gosh, and you're like, no. Oh, and then I'll be a fabric designer. And then I'll do like, it just doesn't work that way. And so I, yeah. it, it is that leap of faith that it really comes down to at the end of the day and just analyzing. what Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I mean, it, it's part of like, I think if you overthink it, it's just, you're never going to do it. You're never, you're always going to be thinking instead of just it, just doing and seeing what happens. And um, you know, if it doesn't work out, I mean, I've learned you just move on to the, you move on. It's okay. You know, it's okay. If something doesn't work out, at least you tried and it, and you know what to do for next time, yeah. you know, it's, Absolutely. yeah. Like my husband kind of asked me, oh, maybe half a year ago, he said, so do you think you're ever going to start your own fabric company again? And immediately I went, no, are you kidding and then I thought, and, like, and then you think, maybe. <laughs> you know, right? Because there's always that, oh, well, I don't know. But I do like what I'm doing now over the responsibility I had yeah. then, which right. was, which brought on a lot of pressure and, and Absolutely. that kind of stuff. So um, I do like this version of it. I'm still, mm -hmm. I still get to design for fabric, Yeah. but I don't have to weigh the the cost and you know all that other stuff okay so when you went to blueberry because I guess this is where I'm trying to figure out so I always love those flip flip flips because you're right there's the flip 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 people and then there's the people that go through every little thing that you've brought and there's mm -hmm. an obvious difference there which is one of the things that vets people that you will work with is the ones that go through them slowly and ask questions and want to see more they mm -hmm. they've ended up being clients I've worked with versus the people because there's a lot of people that come through these shows right so for you and right. for them there's usually a little bit of that as an indicator. So did you leave Blueprint and think, 
you know what, my next step is going to be working with an agent or did you leave Blueprint with working with clients on your own first? Well, we had, so um, there were, I think there were a few of us that had like actual, like wrote agreements there or wrote contracts there. Um, and I had a lot of follow-up to do. And I, so I was say, like thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to give this a shot for, you know, three months or so. There's that three again. I know it's a three. Um, I'm telling you, there's something with the three. And also let's just put it this way too. Cause I had a very, I had a similar interaction after you do a trade show, there is so much of excitement of possibility. You're not thinking about who, you, why you would want to work with an agent. Like maybe you would yeah. be overwhelmed. I mean, I can see that if you were just like, yeah. wow, this is more than I thought, but you run businesses, you've done that before. So that's not going to be a reaction. It's going to be like, oh, I'm going to give, like, there's so much excitement here. I'm just going to follow those leads, right? There's no, yeah. I, don't, I think it's like one of those really funny times to connect with an agency because it's not mentally where you are. Like if you go no, into a trade I, show on your own, you're not coming out thinking, oh, I should look at, at least I yeah, like exactly. No, was I was, that was the furthest thing from my me mind. Too. Yeah, me too. Um, but you know, when I got home, it was like, okay, I'm doing all this follow-up Yeah. and it was a lot of work and not, I mean, you know how much work we put into all this. So it's not like we're Ooh. afraid of work, No. but what I found happening was I was emailing people and that, and I was glued to my email I was glued to are they why aren't they getting back to me they're you know nobody's opening this you know there's no response and it was sucking it was basically sucking the creativity out of me I couldn't even just shut it off and go create yeah. something I was like sucked right in and just glued to my, you know, I was still, you know, oh yeah, they wanted to see this. But then on the other hand, I'm after all this, knowing how much artwork they saw, <laughs> it's no wonder they don't get back to people. Yeah. No, you know? but I also, don't you feel like there's a little bit of the, um, I want to say it's more the cycle of creation that when you are starting like right now, and I'm sure you would say the same thing. The cycle is that I, I can't freaking remember what I did freaking last week. I don't know what happened last week. So I am not yeah. thinking about if someone saw it is getting back to me. All I know is it's off my plate and I am yeah. thankful because I've yeah. got other things, right? <laughs> but when you're starting and I had this exact same experience, which is that when you don't have this like constant barrage of like things that you're doing, you are crafting specifically for a show you're pulling together for a show you're putting out yeah. there you have leads you're following up and then you're not there's like this weird zone I think you hit that you're not quite sure who you're creating for or for what because you have feelers out there and you're kind of waiting yeah. for one of those to direct you to that mm -hmm. next like thing because I've never gotten yeah. in cycles where I'm just like I wake up and I check my email for what to do that day and the reality is those are the times now that I realize I have to create something that's not directed yeah, or not exactly. requested, but there definitely is that zone. And I think that zone for me probably was a good year, but like ask, right? Like there was just mm -hmm. until like, I just feel like there's just this, as you're filling, I was like, think of it as like a Ferris wheel. Like you're filling these little buckets and eventually it's always moving. And so yeah. there's never a question yeah. of like, should I do something today? But I totally remember that. And I've had it too. I oddly during the pandemic, I felt like I had a little bit of that where just mm. things just halted. And then I would be checking the email. Like, I'm just, I just didn't know where to, I mean, that was where to go stuff. or what to I didn't do. know what step yeah. to take anywhere. Really, I know. <laughs> But it's like you're in this limbo. It's like, yes, do oh, I move on to something else? Yeah. Or do I, you know, do they like it? Am I on the right track? Do I start something new? It's, and it was, it was that. And it was also reaching out to new because we had the list. That yeah. was the other big thing is we had this great big list of all the people that attended. And so it was like going through that and sending emails and like, I'm going to be quite honest, I suck at sending emails. Like I, I will do anything to not have to send something like that. And it really hit home when I had in to start doing a, that. A cold call email or in terms yes. of just email. Okay. So it's not emailing. It's the, it's not, no, no, no. Like if I, I mean, gosh, if I know you, yeah, it's just like, whatever, if it's business, we've got that relationship. Yeah. It's totally fine. But those cold calling things, I don't know. It just, 
they were very paralyzing for me. And again, just contributed to not knowing where I was at. Like, yeah. okay, I've got this fabric business, but what am I, what am I doing here? I can't concentrate on anything. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, maybe I do need someone to just come in and do that side of it for me, because quite honestly, that was a whole another business for me, which yep. really it is. It is. I, I didn't realize that at the time, but yeah, it was a whole nother business. Yeah. And so that's when, yeah, I called them up and we had a nice chat and here I were am you, four years with were them Were you now. doing both? Were you running technically two different businesses at that um, point? When I signed on with them, yes, but I had just ended. So yeah, it was but it, it was, was that was a transition ending. point on both. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. wow, that's really interesting. So you kind of were yeah. able, not I will never say cleanly, but at at the similar point, you were actually putting one business down and picking up yeah. the new. Interesting. Yeah. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. So did you yeah. feel? I guess that's kind of. I I just always find it so fascinating the conversation around agents because mm-hmm. I you know, there's, there's all different opinions about this, of course. And you're a person that was able to do all of those things because you were doing it with other businesses. And so generally it's not that you can't do those things. You're overwhelmed by those things. It's just the fact that they, it is a full business that operates separate from the art making. And was there any thought there when you were just putting this other business down and thinking like, that that business took you away from kind of the joy of the creativity it was that part of that decision making for you it it, it was um and the other part of it was realistically I thought to myself my artwork knowing myself and knowing that if left up to me up to my own devices I don't know that I could carry out that this the freelance business end of it mm-hmm. um I I came to think, you know, my artwork is better off sharing a percentage with an agent than sitting on the computer doing nothing or Mm -hmm. sitting, you know, on my desk doing nothing. And I didn't want the business part of it to take the joy out of, out of my artwork anymore. And so that was a huge part of it. It was, um, yeah, it was the ending of one. And then, you know, do I want to go on my own? And I just, just kind of wanted somebody to take all that, you know, off my plate and let me just make art. Yeah. And I mean, that's not <laughs> theoretical. In theory, it sounds, sounds lovely. So you just paint all lovely. day. <laughs> oh, I just paint all day. You know, I mean, I know better now, but that was my reasoning <laughs> back then. I know. <laughs> No, it's, it is, it's again, it's not knowing the world and that's a good thing yeah. because yeah. It, yeah, there's just so many different parts and pieces of it. And I just think how many, and you know, how many are you executing that are not the art on a daily mm-hmm. basis? And that's oh, yeah. only a portion of what it takes to move that art out of your studio and get it through that process to get it on product. And so it really does yeah. get a point where you, I mean, and I, I did it. I always thought I was, I always thought I was going to do this for other people actually. Cause I just, I love oh, wow. that other side, by the way, I love that like working with clients and managing. And I mean, I've, I've just, I've, I think my brain just works that way, but mm-hmm. you would then need to have employees. I don't care who you are. If you're, if you reach yeah. that, you still need other people to assist you with the number of tasks that yeah. are associated. So yeah. I also very much understand and again, it's not every artist agent relationship, but MHS is amazing. And oh, they're one of the top good. licensing agencies out there. And so with that comes all those roles, all those little mm-hmm. boxes get checked and it's, you know, it takes different people to do all of those different things. So it's really, yeah. you, you really do see the value. And I think one of the artists first impressions with when they hear agent, which I will say, I admit to this, oh, I don't want to split half my money first impression Mm -hmm. right but without ever understanding what that other half is supporting and it's an entire business that exactly you know you are only one person and that's kind of a how do you manage I you know I think about it I could not possibly reach those the the people that they reach I could not reach them and 
to get your artwork in front of people and those like the right people mm -hmm. um for me that wasn't you know that was not my job to do it and they that's what they're there for so um you know and i was not tainted by the word agent coming into this so i didn't have any of that uh hesitation there yeah. really until mm -hmm. i you know after and then it's like well, I don't know. Am I going to see another shoe drop somewhere? Like, yeah, <laughs> I keep waiting, but everything's going great. They're wonderful. You they know? are wonderful. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, maybe I lucked out. Maybe some people just have different. I mean, well, yes, they have different experiences, but um, it's been it's been a life changing one for sure for me. So. Um, so yeah, how do you feel your day to day like now? So your day to day is we have partial we won't say all because we know it's not all but there's a partial yeah. of that business side taken off of you and so your your focus really is about the creativity I would just love to know just as a person I have two questions about your art specifically which I can already okay. I'm going two different places with this but one <laughs> is um how do you feel like do you what do you get projects are you a person that enjoys the sort of I would say I guess the like request portion versus coming up with something on your own do you like to play in different fields depending on which that is I guess that's where you've had your own company you're always thinking of your consumer but I think a lot of that came from you too where does that fall for you because I think licensing can be either or and oftentimes mm -hmm. it's both so how yeah. what has your experience been when you're talking about creating art oh do you boy have a preference? <laughs> You know, and this is not a cop out, but I'm going to say both. I, and it's taken me, it's okay. So I would lean more to more, more towards the task oriented side. It's taken me four years of, um, of being with MHS to figure that out though. It's, and I still haven't figured it out. And in fact, you've helped me figure it out. When I saw your clipboards, I almost, oh, my clipboard like, I, my heart went crazy because I'm the type, like if, if, you know, someone at MHS sends out a request to me and says, you know, what do you think about doing this? They need it next week. <laughs> it's, you know, specific to this, like, here's your colors. This is what they want. Um, this is the theme. Do you want to take it on? And if I think I can pull it off, I will do it. And yeah. no matter what it is, like I just yeah. did that for a golf theme and never doing a golf thing before. It was all, you know, digital on the computer, all, all in Photoshop. Um, but Wait a minute. painted in Photoshop. No, no. Put digital. In... Wait a minute. All digital. Is this a style question? This is not yeah, traditional I... media at all. Not traditional media. Oh. I do both. If you go back far well that was my other question portfolio. that was my extra question actually i was like i feel like your style has like shifted so i i used it totally did so i used to work completely in illustrator there you completely. go okay that's why i, I was like I, is that right but it is right okay and so you have both then, yeah bag of tricks gotcha okay and then about i don't know uh, right about when i first started with mhs I started watercolor. Hold so up, wait up a minute. MHS signed your illustrator portfolio. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. That's amazing. But so I started teaching myself, you know, watercolor and all yes. this stuff. And it kept looking like, I don't know, I wasn't ever happy with it. And then I just, I don't know, I kept at it and then I changed paper. And it became this, I don't know, it became this textured kind of really raw and organic thing and I really loved it but I was so scared to send it in because that's not what I was it's the anti-illustrator it's oh, like this far away from the, <laughs> it's like hey I know you like this from me but what do you think and you know what's amazing yeah. though what is that that is the magic of licensing because you think and I feel very strongly about this that I do believe you need to have a certain style when you're starting. I really do. I don't, it's, 
I think that people really do need to know who you are, what they're looking at. And just to even remember you, I remember my first show, people thought I was an agent and Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know how that is because it all looks like me, but it really didn't. If you, if you really look at what a manufacturer is looking for, they do separate that out. But here's the lovely thing is once you're in that opens up huge because it's really just about the right art. So if you have these different bags of tricks to pull from, like you said, there was a request you were able, which is the one you're going to do that you can turn around in a week. You take yeah. a shot like with I, that style. I could have done it in watercolor easily. That's but... in my mind. That's exactly where I went. That's I was like, what are we talking about? For me, about I was thinking, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the easy way out and not have yeah. to digitize anything. And you Absolutely. know, I'm just going to do it all. So that was, that was the thing I was transitioning between. Well, wait a minute. What was their response when they had, because if anyone has not seen DM's work is like (laughs) quintessential, gorgeous watercolor that you're like, wait a minute, you've been doing this for a million years. No, this is real. No, (laughs) they got this email and they were like, we just hit the jackpot twice. What? Well, they, I mean, I had sent, I had sent her a few things and it wasn't quite hitting. And I knew that. Um, but when I, when I finally kind of figured out the look that I was trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. um, I sent it in and they loved it and they, because it was different than the other watercolors that they already have, which is hard by the way. Yeah. And watercolor floral. And it was sellable. Yeah. Yeah. It was sellable and it was all digitized so I could do whatever I wanted with it. You know, so it was something that um, was, I think, a little unique to them. I mean, I could put it, I could throw it into a repeat in with my eyes closed. So it just brought a new element into my portfolio and um, having, so yeah, I, I have very, I have a few different looks. Um, I think they all still kind of look like me, even when, you know, you put side by side. I think my older work definitely is a lot, you know, different, but it's also just starting. And mm-hmm. it's funny enough, some of that is, I mean, it still gets licensed. Of which, course it does. Know, oh, like just shocked it does. Me. Yes. But which is great. I mean, it's, so it just goes to show you that every different, every different look is always licensable, yep. you know, but I think as artists, we're always evolving. And when you get kind of stuck with something, you need to try something else or you need to like, oh, I'm going to add maybe this paint today, or I'm going to try this, you know? So there's always, we're always trying to push the button. At least I am because I, I do get bored quickly with the same old thing. Right. You know? So, um, even taking on like other than flowers, taking on something else, like, you know, I've, I've done a, a couple Christmas ones, which was new to me for this year. And I love them, but it's because they're different. Yet I was still able to find a way that it looks like me. Yeah, in, and that's, in my, that is the in secret with licensing, which is tricky, way, right? Yeah, the licensing yeah. thing, and that's why I was kind of asking you: Do you like those client-driven projects versus ones that you just feel like you want to do? Because I mean, that that is it, right? That's like, can you take mm-hmm. a client request? And they want you to have it feel like you. That's that's yeah. the difference. They're not really looking for you to replicate. They're just, they know there's like this category in the whole and you can almost picture what you might do. So let's just see what that looks like kind of thing. And I think exactly. that's a really yeah. exciting part. Like to me, that's the new, that's the box to get out of. I'm just, yeah. I'm not that person that can just create because I want to create. I just, I've never been that person because I'm almost like deer in headlights. Like I don't really know which way to I know. go. Yeah. It's like, I, there's just too many directions or it's just, I have blank in my brain, but if you define the box for me, I'm going to come up with like the best creative solution out of the box, but I can't do that on my own for some reason. Like I almost have to have the parameter in place to have that for me. And I think, I I think, I mean, I just realized that, like I said, when I saw your clipboards, I, I literally thought, you know what, that makes so much sense to me in my head. What if I were to plan out my whole year? But even just to know that, okay, these are the, you know, the categories that are important that I need to send in, you know, what does my agents want to see from me? What do they think that I could accomplish? What would work good? And then, you know, space that out over, I've got this, I've got all my 
stuff down here. I'm <laughs> keep looking at it, but it makes me so happy knowing that I'm working on that next. Yeah. Is that something that you're thinking about um, when you when you have an agent? I mean, that's the thing. You have this outside, not only the manufacturers, but you have the outside sort of influence and I will say guidance as well from your agent. So have you guys sort of thought about this year? Like, do you have that relationship where they will help arrange your time and efforts and energy to like fill holes either in their needs or in your own portfolio's needs? Do you guys look at that? Is that somewhere that they've yeah. been able to help with? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I understand it more, I think. And I mean, it's something that they, they probably, I mean, they know all along what they're, what they're missing and what they're not missing. But I think at first coming into it, you know, not you, I wanted to please everyone. I wanted to do everything and every, every opportunity. And I know now, I mean, like it has, it's taken me this long to figure out like, I'm not the really bright um, greeting card, happy birthday to color kind of girl. Like I, I just, I know that those call outs are not for me. So it, it's, it's just knowing that and not letting it take up space in your brain and really honing in on the things that you know that you can, that you can accomplish and do it well. And even if I only get you know, say six or 10 collections out this year, I know they're going to be damn good Yeah, <laughs> because I would rather have them done well than just, you know, half-assed. And I, and I know what they're looking for now and I know how to display it. And yeah, I get, you know, too, too, uh, um, picky with everything, but you know, it, even the presentation and everything right down to it needs to be just perfect you yeah. know so before I can send it in. and that's just how I work but knowing that you know the categories are important which ones suit you because if they don't suit you your heart's not going to be in it so don't do them but you know um at first you don't say no to anything right so right well, you need to, I <laughs> like, think that's, and that's like you're an but you need to figure example, it out right yeah you're an example yeah. of saying yes and then figuring it out from there because you ultimately yeah. this is where research will fail you every time you can't you just can't know how you're going to respond to something until you do give it that try and yeah. so like I love that and you'll find a thing that will work for you and that's such a that goes beyond the doing a trend right like that's actually even a larger oh, yeah. statement to that because if like Santa Claus is not your thing. Like what's the number one licensed piece and also number one need is a good Santa Claus. If that doesn't fit mm -hmm. you, that may be a need for the industry. And that's not a trend, by the way, that's like an all the time thing, knowing that yeah. that just does not fit for you. That's a, that's a large statement that you just made because it's, we think about all right art, right time, but that goes deeper. It's like right art mm -hmm. and right fit is even larger than the right time. Because if it's not a fit, you're never going to have the right art exactly. for that thing. So that's exactly great that you say that. And that's really, I will tell you, it's a lesson I still am trying to learn. I think it's a very hard one to learn. It is. Yeah, it really is. And I think, you know, I, I still get caught up in, you know, oh, what's the trend and, and that kind of thing. And then I really have to think about, okay, back it up a little where do you want to be? Yeah. You know, where do you, what do you want to see your stuff in? Is that company trendy? You know, I'm not trendy. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you right now, I'm not trendy and I like the classics. I do. Yeah. And so I really, I really started embracing that and, um, you know, just really leaning into what I know I'm good at. Yeah. One of the things, um, I, when I was listening to your first podcast about the Atlanta, recap the one where I just jumped in and was figuring it and am still yes. figuring it out yes, yeah. that one yeah that one I you know you said something along the lines of your art appeals to the mass market and you're good with that and I thought to myself that's how I feel but I've never really said it to myself I've never said it out loud because I've always had this because I, I also do, and here's, okay, so here's another aspect of what I do. I also picked up oils this year. Really? Oh my gosh. I didn't... <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I know why, right, oil. But <laughs> so then, but what it did was it, it caught me off guard because I really like it, but where does it fit? Because I'll, you know, obviously my mind goes straight to, well, what can it go on, you know? Mm -hmm. But then after, you know, it was a really good chat with my agent and that's what they're there to do is help you and and um help you focus yeah they're like it doesn't have to fit anywhere if you want to throw something on a sheet and send it to us send it yeah you know it doesn't have to be a huge thing yeah and so that like you know takes total pressure off of the artwork itself which I was putting on so mm -hmm. I think there's that whole issue as well as when you start licensing your mind immediately goes to, well, what is, you know, what's it going to go on? And then it kind of hinders the rest of like the creation. If you're not, if you're not really done creating all of it, you know, you're yeah. still doing Although, it. you know, what's funny, Deanne, is I, really I, confusing. You, I will tell you that I don't think most people's first thought is what should this go on? And <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, the more I think about this whole, like, you know, right side, left side of the brain, I really do think it it is somewhere in the middle of both of those individuals, but yeah, yeah, I think we're as much as you're wired to think about like, because truthfully, you started creating with a product in mind. So your entire entree into this oh. was that, where yeah. if you come from the idea of making art for something else, and I'll just, let's just pull a random one, making art for children's books, and you just think, okay, well, I'm just going to, I make this art for children's books, and now I'm going to license it. There isn't that thought of what will this art go on and understanding why the art from the children's books is actually not oh. appropriate for product. And so I think the reason you have the reverse issue, which is to allow space for not knowing what it will go on, but because yes. you're constantly thinking, what will it go on? That's why that space is there. And I think that that's yeah. always an interesting, like two sides of the fence, because it, it's, it's neither, it, it really is yeah. neither. But um, I will tell you, I think that that's one of those really, I, I have a collection right now that I told my agent, it's, it's, I, it's not that the art's not good, but it, mm -hmm. I, I haven't put it into them because I can't figure out what it goes on yet. And until I know what it goes on, mm -hmm. there's something wrong mm -hmm. and I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. It's got to marinate because, but yeah. I will tell you if I release that, because I don't know what it's going to go on, I, I know it's going to sit which is not the case So you with the oil painting, especially too, when you don't know where it's going on and they're saying, well, let's, let's just release it on sheets. Then the right art, right time will find itself because it yeah. doesn't need to occupy your brain. You're, you're making right. it occupy your brain in a way it shouldn't to just let it yeah. go. Cause you're letting that happen yeah. with other areas of your painting that that's the machine. That's the ones that are keeping it going. So these are just bonuses, right? Like, oh, it's yeah, bonus exactly. you get to throw in and you're like, oh, look exactly. at this one, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why, again, when you first get going, I think it's so, it's, it is important to be deliberate so you can track and see progress. But once mm -hmm. that wheel is turning, yeah, you throw that in. Like, he's like, oh yeah, here's a random thing. That's where lettering came from for me. Like, here's a random thing. And then it's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. then you get traction. And then a company might be like, I love the oil paintings. We want to yeah. do more. And then you can pop it back into the other side, which is okay. Yeah, They want it. And now, now it has a reason to be that. But I think, yeah, I think it's, it really is, it cycles. It's all different, it's yeah. all different ways of making the art. And you did the hardest thing, which is to actually get the art out of the studio into people's hands that are able to then move that forward. And that's, that's a huge thing. And I think it's a, it's a lot of trust and it's a lot of knowing yourself and what you're going to put out there, the needs that you have as a creative, as a business owner, and then figuring out how that's going to play in together. So yeah. my last question for you, which I actually find we're kind of somewhat in the start of the year, everyone has different year cycles, but mm -hmm. do you have a particular focus that you are doing with your business? Like we didn't even get into the fact that you like developed and launched a whole course last year, which I will link if you're <laughs> interested because it is very interesting to think about a traditional artist and how to digitize. It's a kind of got its own nuance to it, specifically washi watercolor. So I will mm -hmm. link that there, but for this year, cause we know everything does take that like concentration of time as you have your piles next to you and you're looking ahead, yeah. <laughs> where, where is your, where do you see your focus being this year? Um, definitely for this year, I'm going to put it into, into the collections. Um, I think now that I have a clearer vision, it's going to be, well, so I keep telling myself, but it's going to be a little bit less stressful um, instead of, you know, just for instance, coming in 
on a day and not knowing what to do, but like you said, because you have no, um, nothing specific that somebody's asked you to do, I can grab a clipboard because I know that's one of my categories that I want to do. Yeah. And you know, what is it that, so I think, I think just, just trying to hit those multiple categories over multiple um, product is what I'm working on this year is to mar like really marry everything together. So whether it goes on fabric to, you know, water bottles to dinnerware, like just to make those collections that can be very versatile and very mm -hmm. easy for a company to pick up. Like multiple placements. And yes. I'm going to tell you when you figure this out, I'm going to have you back to help us all understand how to make what we all refer to as licensing that it should be, which is how to get the same art on lots <laughs> of products. Cause I would, I need that secret because it's you so have it. what are you oh talking no about? I don't I don't it is just as elusive to me as everyone else so when you figure you hack this system, okay we're gonna have a chat about that because okay we all need okay. to know how to do that so we can all just take a little rest and <laughs> oh I know but, yeah, I know it's such a pleasure I'm so glad we got Aww. to do this and I hate that we Thank have to you. schedule time but guess what this podcast is is my excuse to schedule time so thank you for like I said helping me to jump into something, not know what I'm doing and I'm figuring it out. That's the <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> I hope everyone can take that away today. So I'm so glad we got to do this Aww. and we will chat soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you were able to join for today's chat. If you have a friend that you think would also enjoy some industry chatter and conversations about surface design, art licensing, as well as hearing from other creative business owners, please share this with them. At the end of the day, creativity, it takes community. I'm Nicole Tamron, and I look forward to reconnecting with you soon.